Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. God, we want to come before you. Thank you, Lord God, for this week. Thank you for week four of Simply Studies, where we come here to study, and this week we are in week four of Bree. Thank you for everything, God, that you are teaching us, for opening our minds up to just different things, how we can breathe and rest and get in in front of you, Lord God, and grab the Sabbath and Shabbat and just make you the main thing. God, we thank you for this teaching, this study. Lord God, we thank you for this time of fellowship together. Every person that's on the conference line or coming to this live, Lord God, we just ask you to bless this hour of fellowship as we go forth and learn more about you. We thank you that you have just given us just awesome revelation during this study, and we're so grateful for this time, this summer, and all that you are imparting. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen. Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome to week four. Can you believe it? It was just like, it seems like just yesterday we started this study, and here we are in week four, so we have today and one more week left. I'm so excited about it. Welcome, you guys, to week four of Breathe. I had torn this book up. I said that last week, but it is just serious. Um, By Priscilla Shira, this awesome five-session study that we've been doing and just learning a lot. So I want to get started. We've prayed. If you missed that, you can go back and look at the recording. And we just thank you for joining us tonight. As always, I'm going to start off reading um, our contract, because I always think that's important, right? So that's on page seven. Now the Sabbath principle isn't necessarily easy to apply. I suspect that we'll always be a little uh, resistant to it. So like any good girlfriend, I want to forewarn you, this study journal is going to be difficult, and yes, it is. Welcome. We are sisters, so I feel like I have to spill the beans right up front. As I've taught and written this message, it has made me uncomfortable more than once, and I'm not joking. And most of the time, the conviction doesn't, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) stay confined to my heart and soul but fills me with a sense of physical urgency to do something about it immediately. This practical topic can't help but challenge you right away. I taught on it the first time at the Deeper Still event in 2012. All 10,000 of us squirmed in our seats, and the video in this study comes from that event, and the book will help you put feet to the message. I'm asking you to sign up for the long haul. Here we are four weeks later. To refuse to go with life as usual, I mean the sign up. You see that the line underneath my signature, that's for your John Hancock. Sign your name once you've prayerfully agreed to go the distance with me. It's our commitment to each other to do serious business with God on this issue. Require yourself to answer the difficult questions and make the life modifications that those answers dictate. 
and you can see her name at the bottom, Priscilla, and then I signed Rhonda. And hopefully, maybe you didn't sign in the very beginning, but maybe you signed somewhere in the middle. Can you get down, please? I am the only person here this week, and my dog is with me. <laughs> so this is going to be an interesting study. Look at this. She's, um, Zona, get down. She is, um, oh, man, this is going to be hard this week. Every week is a challenge. Come on. All right, let me see if I can get through this. We're not going to be long. Everything is going on this week. It's like basketball games and vacation Bible school, so I'm by myself. So let's go over to week four. And just remember, <laughs> I'm cracking up. Arizona. Hold on, guys. All right. Okay. What do you need? Come on. Okay, I'm back. I'm out of breath. <laughs> Forgive me for my um, interruption. Life at best is a bunch of them. Okay, so let's go over to week four. Oh, man. This is what happens when everybody leaves you. Okay. Let me catch my breath. <laughs> so we are going to really focus on uh, week number three. Now, we're at four, but week number three had a lot of good points. Uh, welcome, welcome. So I am going to dig in and take you to the page. Our first page is page 75. Okay. We're on page 75 right there in the middle. We're all familiar with some Hollywood actors and overpaid sports stars who have become a bit spoiled and assume by their glamour and material excess that they are a little more special than in everyone else. But then there are those rare celebrities who have somehow managed to keep it all in perspective. What you will often hear in their humble explanation for why they stay so down to earth is something like, I've never forgotten where I came from. So this week is a lot of talking about 
the Israelites and how they were slaves and how, um, of course, Moses had to go to Pharaoh and ask them to be released and how they needed to remember where they came from. And I love how, Priscilla, I hope you guys uh, watched the video because that explains some things in week four, but I love the scripture. And it's in Exodus 8 and 20, and it's in a couple other places too. Notice that when the Lord really, when he means something, he says it multiple times, but this was because of the locusts and the frogs and all the different plagues. So he had to send Moses down multiple times. So I wanted to read you this first as we go forward because <clears throat> celebrities always say, I've never forgotten where I came from. And so it's one of those things in your life where you can go back. I've said it multiple times this week. Reflect on your not-so-great places. Reflect on the not-so-great times when you didn't have. Reflecting on who you were then, your prayers to God and asking God to bring you into fullness in him and wholeness in him. So just never forget where you came from. That's on page 75. This has been an interesting week. (laughs) If we go back over to page 76, the next page. This was something that really stuck out for us this week. They weren't slaves anymore. They were all free. Free people shouldn't act the same way as slaves do. Take a closer look at the progression of statements I made during our video session together. For each group of statements, circle the one that most describes a transition you are making in the stage of your journey. So I just kind of highlighted this, but I wanted to make note of it because Many of us, I think, can relate to this little grid here, and I'm just going to read it. Slaves hoard, but free people give. Slaves live fearfully, but free people live lovingly. And I put a circle around that because uh, I really, let me, I'll go back to that. I'll just read it, and I'll go back to it. Slaves live with closed fists, but free people live with open hands. Slaves live from a posture of lack, and free people live from a posture of abundance. Slaves live from a stance of deficiency, and free people live from a place of holy expectation. Slaves never think they have enough food, and free people believe that whatever they don't have, God will graciously, miraculously, and abundantly give in his timing. Isn't that something? And in lessons, slaves keep on going. Free people can willingly discipline themselves to stop. So I want to stop here for everyone that's either on the conference line or on the uh, video. If you guys have any comments about this grid on page 76, because it was an eye-opener for me, because it's just the opposite. And when I think about it, (laughs) uh, I think about the prayer that we often pray about binding and loosing, you know, when we bind this and loose this. And so when you have a slave mentality, these are some experiences that I have had. Hoarding, you know, always going out to different things and getting more things and holding on to them. But then we have gone through this time where we're giving it away. I think about living fearfully. I can relate to each one of these lines. So I really didn't have to line or circle them. But what I love is that slaves live fearfully and free people live lovingly. And so there's this season in our home where I can feel um, the love in our house. And so there's some things that's shifting. And it says, describe the transition you are making in this stage. And so there's this, you know, God love that shows up in your house. Not that you don't already have it, but it's just, I can I can tell. I noticed it. 
And then I even went down to slaves never think that they have enough food. One of my struggles is food, and maybe you have had these circumstances where you grew up and you didn't think it was going to be enough. And so sometimes we tend to eat and we go out and we buy more and more and more. Whatever your thing is, sometimes we just buy more and more. And I love how she says the opposite of that is, it's a pretty long sentence, but it's really good. Free people believe that whatever they don't have, God will graciously, miraculously, and abundantly give in his timing. And then slaves keep going. So we're slaves to certain things, and we keep going and going and going, and that was a heart check for me this week. Like, we need to stop because free people can willingly discipline themselves to stop. In regard to the ones you serve, we'll list some specific practical ways you can begin to transition from the patterns of slavery to that of a free person. What are some things that you can begin implementing right away? So I want you guys to think about that. I'm sure you already did for this week. You can share in the comments. That would be great. And um, whoever shares, we can just go back and, you know, talk about it. But that last one right there is one of the things I looked at, to stop. Slaves keep on going. because. The Israelites, if you ever watched the Ten Commandments or any of those movies that, that you've seen that worked out, they kept going because their whole thing, it makes me think of um, my last job, our numbers is about production. So you honestly get into this work, 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 keep on producing. You need this amount of numbers. And so it makes me think of that slave mentality, even though I'm being paid for it, is what they were being paid too. Not so much like, you know, that wage, but their food and just their housing and things that they had at that time. So we were being paid for it, but it's just that slave mentality of working and working and working and not stopping and not trusting in God. On page 77, it talks about stingy from the start, but we're not going to do that. We're going to go over to page 78. I am going to read the scripture, and I'm going to read it two times. I want to read it two times but I also want you to read it multiple times because it says read the above verse several times. It's okay. I'll wait. It's so good that you you, you need to read it a couple times. It's the stunning irony of stinginess. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed, and those who help others are helped. And I'm going to read it again. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. And the one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. And those who help others are helped. And that is Proverbs 11, 24 to the 25th verse, and that's the message. So hold on to that because I think that gives you some perspective into some things. If you are going through seasons where things are just locked up, bound up as I was praying this morning, just some things were just locked up. It, it could be, and Proverbs is that wisdom book that talks about some principles that you can implement so some things can happen in your life. It says the world of the generous gets larger and larger, and it does, because there's people that are out here giving. And the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed, right? That's a promise, and those who help others are helped. And so when you think about serving and giving your time, if you help somebody else, somebody else is going to help you. So that is on page 78. Make sure I'm giving away these pins, um, that you highlight it, that you write around it, that you hold on to it, and get your own Bible 
and make sure that you um, get that scripture and hold on to it. There are some awesome questions on page 79 that we went through, and it really made you think about some things that you can think about um, on your own time that helps you. Like there's one that says, describe an area where you've watched your generosity create an increase in your life. And I just wrote through and put a whole lot of things in there. I want to go over to page 80, and I want to shout out some people, and hopefully you guys have some people in this area too. Think of someone you know or have heard of who is an example of Proverbs 11:24. Write her name in the margin. I love talking to people whose lives I admire. I shamelessly take notes, write then and there so that I don't forget the wisdom she shares. Hmm. It's possible. Make a point of talking soon to the person you listed, asking how she's seen the generosity principle operate in her life. I have two people in this area. I haven't talked to them per se about this generosity, but Deanna uh, is one of them, and Stacey is another. And they both give, um, they both have, I call the gift of generosity. I believe it's one of our um our gifts, you have exhortation, prophetic, um, the gift of gifts, right? So Deanna would always, we would go to different things, and she just has this gift of giving. She also has, like, this hospitality thing um, going on. And so she just walks in that, and I notice it. And Stacey, too, Stacey, you're on here. When I wrote your name, too, because I know that Stacey usually, like, her giving, um, it is financial, too, but it's more of giving and supporting. That's what I look at. So those two people came to mind there, and hopefully you guys have some two people too. It could be giving um, often. Sometimes it's giving just teaching, it's giving financially, it's giving um, your time, your challenge, your resources. We could go on and on, but some people just have that gift of giving. Sometimes it's in multiple areas, and sometimes it's just in that one area. They just, you know, some people just give and cook and uh, always are there for you. All right, let's go over to page 81. There's a grid there in the beginning, too, and here are some things about your emotions. How I used to feel excited to go in and put on an outfit together and how I feel now, overwhelmed and frustrated by disorganization. So I don't want to share so much of that, but I did, you know, get involved and wrote some things there, and uh, hopefully you did the same. You guys can share that in your comments. But I am going to go down to page 81. I thought this was good. As Mark Buchanan brilliantly and simply put it, puts it, generous people generate things. Generosity breeds, it produces, it creates, it fosters, it increases capacity, and then rises up to meet the heightened outlook of its owner. Most of all, it releases you from the grip of terror that cages and keeps you from the double portion miracle that God has stored up for you. Scarcity scares, yet, but generously lets you let go. Hey, Claudia. So I wanted you guys to highlight that one as well. Generosity, generous people generate things. And I kind of underline that, and then it goes on and on. Generosity breeds, it produces, it creates, it fosters, it increases the capacity and then rises up to meet the heightened outlook of its owner. So generosity is big. 
we kind of went backwards this week and not so much going forward and forward because next week is our fifth week and it's not a long week. But I wanted to really talk about this week just some of the great things that were in the rate because that whole piece, wait a minute. Let me go back to it because this was a this was a breaking point to me. Well, if you go back to seventy three before we go forward, because I don't want to miss it. Because this was this is what made me decide to stay here in week three a little bit. If you go to page seventy three, right in the middle, it said we'll explore this more next week. But I can't help but invite you to take a quick peek at Exodus nine right now. So it says, then the Lord said to Moses, go to Pharaoh and speak to him. Thus says the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, let my people go that they may serve me. Now, if you go down in that, right underneath it, it says, turn in your Bibles to Exodus 8.20. And then it says, in 10 and 3, and compare those verses with Exodus 9.1 and record the common thread running through the passages. So if you read it, and I don't have my Bible downstairs, um, if you read this, this version is the Exodus 9-1, and it's the NASB. But my version says, oh, I do have the Bible. Um, my version actually says, let my people go that they may worship me. And and when I read this three times today, it was pivotal because, and I'm going to talk about it even later, because I felt like this was the key that opened up the door to help me understand some things in my life. So I'm going to give it to you again because I, I hope you can catch it. But I'll put that word in there. Then the Lord said to Moses, go to Pharaoh and speak to him. Thus says the Lord that God, the God of the Hebrews, let my people go that they may worship me. So when I was sitting there thinking this morning, I'm like praying before, you know, I get up and everything, and I'm talking to God, and I'm like, God, you know, um, there's some things that I have in front of you. Show me what I need for the breakthrough. Show me what I need to do, all these different things. When I got here to get ready for this and still reading and everything, I read this, and I couldn't help but stay there because it was like go talk to Pharaoh (laughs) and speak to him to let my people go. And I was thinking, I am one of those people, right? And the enemy, I consider Pharaoh, like he's holding us bondage and always trying to put things in front of us. And the the kicker was, it says, let my people go that they may worship me. And so when I think about all of the distractions that we have in front of us daily, it is something that interrupts our worship. Hear me when I say this, because if you have different things going on, you look up and you're like, I prayed, but I was going to pray longer. Um, I really wanted to get in front of God. I wanted to worship God. That got all these things. It's always distractions. And so when I saw this, it was like, go to Pharaoh and speak to him. Thus says the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, let my people go that they may worship me, serve me. So for me, this kind of really stood out, and this is why I wanted to stay in week three, because I, I found myself in it. I feel myself as, even though I'm not enslaved anymore, even though I have freedom, I still feel like there's these things that the Pharaoh or the enemy is trying to put in front of us that we may get off track and not worship God, not serve him, all of these different things. So it's not 
is, you know, picturing the Israelites and different things like that. They were they were let go. They didn't have to put the bricks together and things like that. But we still are going through some experiences where the enemy just doesn't want to let us go, still kill and destroy. So it was an eye-opener for me this morning. I was like, and that's the key because worship, I wish I had this one version. But if you look in your version, KGV, I'm sure that it says, I had, I had NIV this morning, it says worship. And I was like, God, it's so important to worship you, and this is the thing right here. Let my people go that they may worship me. So go check it out. You see it says turn in your Bibles to Exodus 8 and 20 and 10 and 3 and then compare Exodus 9 and 1. So it was it. What's the main purpose Yahweh gives, even if you go down? What's the main purpose Yahweh gives for Israel's freedom? And it, and it says, so my people can worship me. And that was, like, pivotal because God wants us to worship him. Amen? All right. We have a couple more things to look at. And then we are going to move over to four. And we'll be out of here. I thank y'all for being patient this week because I don't even know where Arizona went. If I showed you her right now, she's, like, literally in my bed on my pillows. <laughs> like, knocked out. Like, she was doing the most of today. And I think she was like, everybody left me. Okay, let's go over to page 82. The big idea, as you release it, God releases a miracle to you. And as you release it, the excess, the extra, God releases a miracle to you. Have you ever thought about the Israelite camp must have been, like, during the the future period? It doesn't take much, you know, for the stench of something foul to permeate permeate your entire house. A friend of mine had a little wayward critter that wandered into the rafters of her attic and died. And they didn't know this, of course, and all they knew was that an obvious obvious scent was carrying through both stories of the house. Even down into the basement, that couldn't be aired out for weeks. (laughs) And when they finally figured out what the culprit was, the decaying corpse of this small speech uh, preacher, they were stunned. Amazing how just one rotten egg or one unclean sewage line can leave a smell that uh, creams through every single square foot. And then everything else under that roof falls prey to the unpleasantry, eating, playing, working, and it becomes a bit nauseating. So this goes on to say, and it kind of reminded me of our heater. And what we didn't know was when it was time, and I don't know if you guys seen this video, when my son went to go went to go service the heater, what we didn't know, we smelled it multiple times. When we came in the house, you can smell it, and we were like, something had to die, but we just couldn't figure out what it was that died. And it was the uh, squirrel had got into the uh, duct and went into the heater, and because the heat was on, and it died. So it just talks about, like, one thing can ruin everything. And so as you release it, God releases a miracle to, um, uh, releases a miracle to you. And that just speaks of just your attitude, just mindset, that one thing can ruin, you know, everything. And so we have some questions on page 83. And then I'm going to go over to 84 and read this. I'm going to come back to this we want to end this week's study with a prayer of surrender to your provider. So we'll come back to this. But hopefully you got some big ideas out of this. My big idea was that Pharaoh let your people go 
and generosity releases. All right, so let's go over to page 88. We're going to go to 90, the viewer's guide. So some saddest principles from the movie is resist the urge to continue. Hopefully you guys remember that. Remember what it used to be, what you used to be. Remember what you used to be. That's kind of hard to remember what you used to be because I just told somebody, I just said this yesterday, that sometimes some things, I don't know why we started to talk about this, but I said the way that I see it is like a big eraser, a huge eraser, and sometimes I just erase all of the, the nonsense. And so it's a part of my story, but some of it is just, like, crazy. So I want to just, in my mind, erase it. But I have to, um, in this study, it says, remember what you used to be. And sometimes it's good to remember because you can see I'm often more teary-eyed than you can imagine. You guys don't really see me that way. But um, when I cry, (laughs) I really cry because I'm really grateful because I know where I was. And I kind of talk about a lot of this on Simply Pray, how I went from a place of just not wanting to go on and really in a low place and never thinking that I was going to get out of certain places and how God has brought me out. And I'm not saying that it's 100% great, but I'm more hopeful today and, and leaning, leaning on him. So that was number two. And then number three says, recall what God has accomplished on your behalf. And so this week, that you would focus on those Sabbath principles, resist the urge to continue, which means pull back on some of those things that you have going on. It's so easy. And Stacey and I talked about this yesterday. I was, (laughs) my Sabbath is supposed to be on Sunday. But this is how it works. The Lord will drop things on me sometimes, and it's the perfect time to go and help and minister. And so yesterday, I went and spent some time, you know, for like two hours, and I was telling Faith that I was like, I'm not supposed to do this today because, you know, technically today is supposed to be my Sabbath, but I felt like that was the perfect day to do it. You know, that download is like check on this person, you know, reach out to this person. So Faith, what did you call it, Pastor Monday? Um, Pastor's Monday. I did all that. I talked to God about it. I came home, and I did half of my day. I usually don't get a whole day. I'm working on that. Um, But I am resisting the urge to continue to pull back, to be with family and spend time. Even before you guys, before we got on the – hi, Katrina. Before we got on the Bible study tonight, it's pulling back and not – getting so much involved, that family time. I I literally had, like, my sons and, you know, their girlfriends and my daughter all day, like, all downstairs and just having this whole conversation before this Bible study. Sabbath even means just taking those breaks to just kind of listen, hear, talk, you know, spend time with them. So this week, let's work on these three things. Resist the urge to continue, and I know that's hard. Continue with going and doing and going and doing. Shopping and shopping and shopping, hoarding, hoarding, hoarding. Uh, I watched a movie this week called Shopaholic <laughs> that reminded me of this study because it was just like you can't keep buying and buying and buying. Whatever your thing is, 
uh, eating, you know, Netflixing and chilling and watching movies, you know, just putting parameters around it, boundaries, and that Sabbath and having that time to just stop. Uh, what was that message from last week, if I can get to it fast enough? I'm going to read it to you guys. I know I can find it. Here it is, page 59. I want to read it real fast. We have to know when we've worked enough, tried enough, gathered enough, purchased enough, set enough, stored enough, kept enough, created enough, produced enough, generated enough, consumed enough, labored enough, expanded enough, spent enough, somebody has got to say enough is enough. And that is on page 59 if you want to highlight that. So that's where we are with this week. Resist the urge to continue. Remember what you used to be. Don't stay on it too long, but just reflect and say, God, you know, this is where I used to be. And then number three, recall what God has accomplished. And if you remember what God has brought you out of, whether you journal it, whether you think on it, prayers, whatever you do, remember what God has accomplished in your life on your behalf. All right, so we're down on page 90. Rhema word, when the Holy Spirit takes a general message and applies it specifically to your life. This happens often for me. Let me give that to you again. Rhema word, when the Holy Spirit takes a general message and applies it specifically to your life. I always call them synchronistic moments when you hear that message and it's like specifically for you. It's like you're way here in New Jersey and a, and a minister is in Texas. And next thing you know, everything they're talking about. You ever had those moments where you're like, this? yes, God, because you're like, they're talking, <laughs> they're talking to me. Um, that's a rainbow word that God has specifically for you. That's why we shouldn't take for granted that our messages that God gives us, if I could digress for a second, is not significant because you never know who your message is going to impact if you speak from that place. And the last is the Sabbath. Sabbath first comes up in Genesis. So here's page 91 and some things to think about. Define God's sovereignty. These are just questions that we can answer them um, during this week. Define God's sovereignty. How can a firm belief in it reframe your perspective on your current circumstances and upcoming decisions? Number two. In week one, we discussed how God actually created Sabbath rest on the seventh day. Discuss any connections you may detect between the principle and the concept you learned today, that God made a declaration of his sovereignty on the seventh day. Number three, as a way to build each other's faith and encourage those who might be discouraged, take time to recall what the Lord has done on your behalf this week. That's good right there. How have you seen his presence, power, and activity in your circumstances recently? Anybody want to answer that? Anybody want to come on? Face, you want to come on? Let me know in the comments. That's number three. As a way to build each other's faith and encourage those who might be discouraged, take time to recall what the Lord has done on your behalf this week. How have you seen his presence, power, and activity in your circumstances recently? Number four, 
what are some other creative ways that you might be able to incorporate and apply the 14-day challenge into your life? 14 challenge, not 14 days. So if you watch the video, the 14 challenge was um, to take 14 minutes of your day to take is another 14 um, in the video, but it's taking 14 minutes of your day to rest and just chill out. Um, forget what that other 14 was. But if you go back and watch the video, it talks about the challenge and the 14 challenge and just some like 14% and what we can do as we go forth in this week to make a big difference in our life. So I'm going to go over to page 94 and then we're going to end out with page 96. Uh, 92, I'm going to read this again because I, I, I just wanted you guys to hear it. This is like the total recall, and this week's big idea, margin keeps us from marginalizing God. So this is the week that we're going to go forward and re read this entire section number four, and then we're going to come back next week and just recap and talk about some questions in session five, and then we're done. That's it. This is a really, really, I said it was easy. It was 127 pages. So this is a really quick, 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 quick study that um, is going to change our life. Number 90, page 92. Then the Lord said to Moses, get up early in the morning and present yourself to Pharaoh. Tell him, this is what Yahweh, the God of the Hebrews, said. Let my people go. Here it is. So that they may worship me. And I will let you live for this purpose to show you my power and to make my name known in all the That's it right there, the worship. Let my people go so they may worship me. And in my mind, I just went to this is a constant fight that we have going on with constantly working, producing, producing, and the enemy putting things in front of us to distract us, to keep us working, to stay on social media, to just keep on going, to think that we need different things, to work, to work, to work. You know, you just you never see certain people because they're working and working and working. Let my people go because we think that we need certain things. We have this house and we have houses and do we really need the house because we're working and working to keep the house. And I mentioned that on another call that, um, we went over someone's house, and I said to my son, don't work so hard that you're not able to enjoy the very thing that you're working for. And just keep that in mind because we're working and working and working, and then you look back and, like, our our desire, if we still didn't have adult kids coming in and out, we just were like, we would move and get a tiny home and chill out in a tiny home. <laughs> That's not happening now. Um, but let my people go so they may worship me. And I think that worship is, we're so disconnected uh, from worship, even in the church setting with time constraints and moving and just going and going. And when you get in your secret place, in your secret closet, in your house and on your floor, and you get a chance to worship, and worship is a lifestyle. But if you worship where you uh, put on worship music and you just give God praise or you're in prayer and you give God worship, sometimes I sing but I'm not a singer, but I sing because it doesn't matter because God loves that kind of worship, then you really are worshiping God, and that's what God wants. He wants us to worship him. So that was page 92. 
And then I'm going to go over to page 96, and we are going to close out for this week. Here we go. I want to go in the middle. Praise the Lord. Let all that I am praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God with my dying breath. Don't put your confidence in in powerful people. There is no help for you there. When they breathe their last, they will return to the earth, and all their plans die with them. But joyful are those who have the God of Israel as their helper, whose hope is in the Lord their God, and that's Psalms 146 and 1. And then you can continue to read Psalms 147 um, in the middle of the page, and then even if you go over to 97, this week is a, a lot of scripture and a lot of good stuff is Psalms 92. And it talks about the Sabbath, and then it says, what did you notice regarding the benefits of each of the following? And so this is what God wants to give us even in Psalms 92, rejoicing, wisdom, protection, and provision. And so you'll note some things this week. So we'll get back with you next week, and you'll see that there's this whole grid that we're going to work through this week. And we'll come back next week and have some fun, talk about our big ideas, the blessings of the Sabbath, and then we only have this left, session five. We just have some questions, and then we'll close out next week's studies. It went by really, really fast, and so we want to say thank you guys so much for joining us, um, for being with us for this study, for hanging in there and uh, not giving up. And uh, if you have any questions or comments, please let us know. We'll open that up right now, any comments. You can put in the box any questions, and then we will come back next week. We will pray and then come back next week. Session four this week is about the double portion Friday and coming into focus. And with everything that goes on, even in Netflix, there's this hyper focus, and it talks, there's a documentary about Adderall and how um, there's a lot going on with you know, prescriptions for Adderall because we need focus because we're a generation that has just so much going on. Even as we're on phone calls and Bible studies, we're not there. Somebody's in the background talking to us. We're, you know, watching TV. Sometimes I want to, like, you know, I'm like this with my husband because we're watching this TV and he's on his iPad listening to something else at the same time. And I'm like, you can't do both, baby, can't do both. So we just have, like, a generation of attention deficit, and we have to come back in and focus on the main thing, which takes me back to that scripture about Pharaoh let my people go because the Lord wants us to worship him. And if we're out here and we just keep on going, our attention is not towards the Lord. Amen? So coming into focus, the page, um, that's our session for this week. That's the main focus is coming into focus. All right, any questions or comments before we close out? Generosity creates capacity, creates more. I'm looking forward to um, giving some more and looking for areas, and maybe you guys want to come back and talk about that and just say with some areas that you can give more time, um, your talents, your resources, phone calls, and some people just need to talk, prayer with them because people need prayer, just where can you give some more? 
let go, fearless, trust more. Amen. Hi, how are you? Fear less and trust more. Isn't that a hard thing to do? So many areas where, you know, there's things that come up and you're like, God, i got to trust you in it. It's like a, I just told the kids, I said, there's this voice that you have to have. Uh, it's like you have to say this one thing out loud, you know. So you hear it, so you say it, you keep reminding yourself daily. So I feel like with the trust more, I'm like, I'm always saying, God, i got to trust you. I have to remind myself, Lord, i got to trust you. No matter what it looks like, i got to trust you. No matter what I see, i got to trust you. What by faith and not by sight. God, let me trust you. You've taken care of me through everything else. And that goes back to recalling what we came out of, how he took care of this, how this thing happened, how I didn't see that coming, but it was a miracle. So trusting God more. Amen. Thank you so much. That's Hillary, right? All right. Anyone have anything else? If not, we're going to pray. Thank you, ladies, for coming on this week. We're going to give out our prize at the end of class next week. So we'll close out. It is week number five, and then we'll give out. Um, we're giving out pins, not these. We have the 18 pack, and then our clock. These are my favorite, 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 favorite. Marisol, hello, Marisol. <laughs> um. We love these pins because they are colorful, see them, and they help us write in our Bible, but they don't go through the pages. They don't believe through the pages. So I'm usually like underlining stars, hearts, happy faces, double lines, you know, all these different things just so I can remember. Uh, so this is my first pack that I bought that I absolutely love. And then I went and got another pack that is a bigger pack, and we'll be giving away the 18 for this Bible study along with a, um, a bag and with some goodies in there and our clock. Not our clock. Yes, yeah, so our clock, our timer. To help you with time management, so you can even help yourself as we close this out for that 14 challenge. And when you need to do that 14 minutes, you can use that to help you with your 14 challenges and some other things that you have going on. So we want to thank you guys. We are going to close out tonight, and um, I'm going to pray, and then I thank you, and we'll be back next week for week five. It went by so fast. Our last week, just remember, is next Monday at 8.30, 7.23, and we'll be done, breathe, and then our next Bible study is Missing Pieces. Uh, we already have the book in our cart already, Missing Pieces, is another study that's not too long. I think it's going to be awesome, and it starts on, I have the Bible study in the group, I believe, September 24th. I think that's the date. I'll get back to you. September 10th, I think it is. All right, let's pray. God, we just want to thank you once again for this awesome Bible study. God, thank you for the Sabbath, the Shabbat, Lord God, the time to just pull away and consider not continuing that we have so many things going on and working and working and working through the night, but the Lord created and he took that time for rest. And so help us, Lord God, to rest, to pull away, to reprieve, to refresh, 
that the Lord wasn't tired. He just took some time to rest. And sometimes we are tired. Even this morning, I took some extra time just to lay there and be quiet and not do anything. And so hopefully these ladies, after we do this Bible study, that they remember, just take some time to remember what the Lord has brought us out of. They don't have to overwork because, God, you got us. If you have us in everything, that you always have us on your mind from the end to the beginning, from the beginning to the end. You're the maker, the author, the finisher of our faith, that you already have everything worked out, that you're doing things in the background and making sure that we're taken care of. And all we have to do is just have the faith the size of a mustard seed, that you have all of these promises within your word. And so we go and we dig and we look for those things that would speak to our circumstances and we keep the faith and we keep the confidence and we get around people who can encourage us to keep on going and we still keep on going and we don't stop believing and we never give up, Lord God, because we know that you have us. You are a great and awesome God, greatly to be praised, that you fearfully and wonderfully made us and that you perfect everything in its own time. And so we so thank you for this Bible study. Thank you for us just even stepping out with this Bible study because it was different than every other Bible study, but I think it was so needed for all that we have going on. Speak to us, God, this week. Speak to us as we go through this week and just help us to remember to not continue, to remember the things that you've brought us through. Help us to remember the things that you've accomplished in our life. And more so, Lord God, that we even share these things, that we know accountability and nudge each other and just say, listen, you know what, you might be doing too much. And like, are you trusting God? Do you not think that God is going to work this thing out for you because you, there's some other things sometimes that we're not looking at that worship me. Even, you know, God makes a steward over things. Some things are like so important, you know, the parenting. And I looked at this documentary or show today about being step parents and just looking at it from a different perspective. And I'm like, God, like family is so important. So help us, God, to look at those things and just rest on some things that may not be so important, the thing that we keep pushing because we're trying to build it and not letting you build it. Thank you for all things. Thank you for this Bible study, and we bless and we praise you in your name, Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, guys, <laughs> it's always popping around here. We thank you so much um, for, again, joining us this week. We'll be back next week. Have an awesome night, as always. Uh, be blessed. Let me get you that date for the Bible study because I didn't save it on my phone, but let me say it in this video. And... uh I don't want you to miss it, but it's in the Simply Study group. You also can share if you want to share the group with others. You can just go to isimplylover.com or um, add them to the group and we'll approve them as well. But they can go to isimplylover.com and join the group. The class, the next Bible study, it's a six-week session, Missing Pieces, by Jennifer Rothschild, starts on September the 10th. And it ends on October the 15th. So you can see that in the group. But if you have any questions, the book is $12.99, I know for sure, which is reasonable, on lifeway.com. So you can go ahead and get your 
um, copy of your book over there and meet us back in September, and we'll be ready to go for our next Bible study for the beginning of the year. You guys have a great night. Sleep tight, and we'll be back next week. Be blessed.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.